Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm your host, Sashing D. It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> How y'all doing? Me, I'm just here. I'm, you know, living, trying to live, trying to be all of that. But y'all know it gets uh it gets it gets to be a lot sometimes. I I've been feeling very unmotivated the last couple of weeks. I don't know, trying to trying to regroup and you know, reconfigure some things and uh so anyway, that's where I've been. Um I don't have a whole lot going on. Do I have, I have a vacation coming up <laughs> next week. It's going to be a very busy vacation. I'll share more on that um, at some point. But it will be a very active vacation, which will be fun. But when you're on the verge of burnout, <laughs> laying on a beach somewhere or just being somewhere where you can relax and maybe meditate sounds way better than anything that's going to be super active. So I'm trying to get myself in the right headspace because I want to enjoy myself. I expect to enjoy myself, but um, you never know. So there shouldn't be any breaks in the podcast because of it. It's coming up soon in a couple of weeks. Um, but the way the schedule, the way my schedule is set up, you know, we should still have, uh, you know, episodes, frequent episodes coming up. So that's really all I have going on right now. I mean, I'm, I, I feel a little overworked, honestly. Um, but I want to point out that sometimes that feeling of being overworked is not always a function of the environment or other people sometimes sometimes that is <laughs> that is your own toxicity that is my own toxicity i think that sometimes i don't know when to stop i don't ever want to fall behind and i don't ever want to um be the weak link and it's something I struggle with and knowing when to say, okay, it's time to put this away or it's time to stop working on this. And I don't know. I'm just uh, feeling a little overworked, but I'm really trying to lean more into my content creation My, the content creation part of my life. I really love doing this podcast. I love doing the other podcasts that I do as well. Um, and I love creating things and, and you know, um, seeing where that can go and seeing what lanes that creates for me. So I'm really trying to dig more into that. Um, so definitely more to come on that. Uh, I have 
a little project that I'm <laughs> getting ready to work on. So um, I'll talk a little bit more about that soon. Um, that being said, merch is still available. Um, if you haven't gotten any merch, go hit up the site and um, get your merch. Get your Hardly Money My Business merch. So everybody who sent me a photo um, or hit me up and you know uh, said they were gonna they were gonna purchase something i really appreciate you um and please <laughs> please feel free to uh hit up the site if you have not um the link will be in the show notes as it normally is um but yeah so you know just a little just a little housekeeping stuff to get out of the way um petty or not for this week be mindful. This is more of a tip than a petty or not. But be mindful of people who will congratulate you, but also wish for your downfall at the same time. They exist. Some of them are closer than you think. There are people who can only feel good about themselves if they know or they think that they are doing better than you. Be mindful of those people. They lurk very close <laughs> to you. They lurk very close to you a lot of times. You have to be able to pick up on their bullshit. You have to be able to realize that one, you don't need to be validated by those people. And two, they don't wish you well. It is really important to me to surround myself with people who are able to exist and breathe around me no matter where I'm at, uh, no matter where they're at. Um, sometimes it's hard. Like life can be challenging, right? Um, but you should, you should always be able to be happy for your, um, to be happy for the people around you, the people you care for, um, your friends, your family, you know. Honestly, a good, <laughs> this kind of, I've been thinking about this for multiple reasons, but I also just recently watched a podcast episode, shout out to Man Cave Mondays. Um, I watched Man Cave Mondays and they were talking about something similar, like what, 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 what does it look like when you, your friend is thriving and maybe you aren't and do you still wish them well and I think that your well wishes have to come without condition right um I think that your support has to come without condition that doesn't mean that if someone is treating you badly um, 
you should treat them well and you should support them anyway. Maybe that's just someone you don't need to be around. But for the people who are your friends, the people who are your family and and, and people you um, pour into, um, you should be able to be, and who pour into you, you should be able to be happy for them and celebrate their wins even if it's not your time to win. Um, so they made a, a lot of great points. I don't want to uh, steal their topic. I just, I was thinking more along the lines of um, just <laughs> sometimes having certain conversations with some people and kind of just like going, hmm, is this shade? But like, is it? Cause I'm not really sure. And I don't, but you know, most of the time when you have a gut feeling, your gut feeling, you should go with it. I will say that. Um, so just a thing to keep in mind, like some people just don't wish you well, or some people need you to be just one step below them in order for them to feel good about themselves. And that speaks to a greater problem that requires therapy and a whole lot of shit. And that person is probably not a good friend. Just a thought I had, <laughs> just a random thought I had. Um, and again, as I said, shout out to Man Cave Monday because they kind of, you know, talked about uh, something adjacent to that. And I was like, hmm, okay, all right. So we all, we all kind of, you know, we're all on the same page with this. But anyway, moving right along. I still don't want to talk about Jonathan Majors. Uh, we're slowly getting updates over time about what's going on with this case. Um, there still hasn't been any concrete evidence to prove that he is not guilty of the things that um, he's being accused of. What I will say is that um, there are reports that there are other women who have decided to cooperate with the New York DA's office um, to tell their stories and their experiences with him. Um, I've also seen as um, as recent as today uh, that one of the women has actually requested a restraining order. So it doesn't look good. It really doesn't look good. Um, he's gotten more projects taken away. Um, he's had to step down or he's chosen to step down from certain events and organizations um marvel still has not made any decision on him and what they're going to do with that and I, I don't know i can't call it when it comes to marvel i really don't know what the solution uh the resolution would be but it doesn't look good um that's really all i have to say about it is that it doesn't look good i really don't want to talk about it i don't like talking about this um, I know that one of the reasons I don't want to talk about it is because I was just championing this person um, several weeks ago and now it just feels weird to even talk about him. Um, 
because again it does not look good um curious to see uh what else will come out if anything um and what direction that will go in but it just really truly honestly does not look good so yeah <laughs> um so I kind of just want to talk about TV this week. I know last week I talked about a lot of TV too. Um, oh, before we get to TV though. Okay, so two things. Uh, one thing is about TV. I'll start with the other thing first. We got to talk about Marcus Houston. The first time this story about Marcus Houston and his wife came out, I didn't say anything. I didn't come on here. I did not address anything about Marcus Houston. Uh, that was maybe a year ago um, when people learned that his wife, who is very young, I don't know how old she is today, but I do know that uh, when they started dating, he was 30-something, 30, 30 and she, late 30s, I believe, and she was 18. Um, from what I understand, he knew her, like they knew each other from church, I think. Uh, they met, they first met when she was 17. He claims that um, he did not pursue anything with her. Um, he did not speak to her while she was 17. It wasn't until she turned 18 that they started, they started dating. Um... Again, I wasn't going to say anything when the story first came out about this and people were like, but what? Why the hell is this man fucking with a, a 18 year old? I didn't say anything. Not because I didn't have opinions on it, but because I don't know what, I don't know what he's thinking. And I really like didn't want anything to do with it. So I said I wasn't going to say anything. And I didn't. But the story has come up again. Mainly because he did an interview. And talked about how women of a certain age. Women in their late 30s, early 40s are. Um, what did he say about, about, about us? <laughs> Wait, hold on. You know what? Let me look this up. Hold on. All right, here we go. I looked it up because I wanted to make sure that I was giving an accurate account of this Marcus Houston situation, whatever. Nah, I don't know if it's a situation, but it's, you know, a thing that people are talking about. So Marcus Houston was, is currently 41. His wife is 22. They got married when she was 19. He claims that he met her when she was 17, but nothing happened. And then he waited until she was an adult or rather when she was adult and adult, they started talking and uh, pursuing one another. Um, when he says she was an adult, he means she was 18 years of age, um, where I think in most states or all, all states, she's, um, <laughs> she's able to get legally married, right? So... Yes, on paper, she is legal, but she cannot rent a car. 
she just recently uh, got permission to drink. Like, it's a little bit weird saying that you're a 41-year-old man with a 22-year-old wife in the year of our Lord 2023, but okay. The issue I think that people had, the well, people had an issue with the age, which makes complete sense. It's kind of fucking weird. Kind of weird. And then it's like, what, at what point is this, predatory right like I could see a difference if maybe she was even 25 and he was 35 40 I could see a difference if you know he was 50 and she was 30 um because you're you're not fresh you don't have teen in your age for for <laughs> for uh the first matter right um it's just weird it's really fucking weird um he did an interview with page six it's really confusing whether the page six interview happened just happened or it happened a couple years ago um when he first announced that he was married to this woman but um, he said, and I quote, women that are my age, they kind of have a different outlook on life. Like a lot of women my age are very independent. They are very like, I don't need a man to do this for me because I can do it for myself. And I come from a generation that I love to provide for my wife. I am tired of the narrative that if a woman is independent and can do things for herself, that means that she does not need a partner or want a partner or cannot be a good partner to a man uh, because she can do things for herself. It, that is not, that isn't an accurate narrative. These same men want you to bear children and then take care of them. Well, how are you going to do that if you're not self-sufficient? It doesn't make any sense. And I don't want to get into the, <laughs> the bullshit that some men are on about women who can fend for themselves. It just, it, it's, it's a pointless road to go down, but I think it's also a cop-out. And I think... If you want standing your shit, and let's be clear, for the most part, he has stood in his shit when it comes to his relationship. But don't don't bring don't bring independent women into this. Don't bring single mothers into this. He said something like one of his red flags was always single mothers. He was always told he was brought up to uh, never get with a woman who has children by another man. Um, you, if you're gonna have children, they need to be your own children. Another red flag for him is women with attitudes. I stay away from women with attitudes and you know, my wife is great cause she's friendly to everybody and you know, she talks to, talks to everybody and she loves my family. All right, Marcus Houston. It's weird. It's fucking weird. My issue is, the reason I'm bringing it up is because you don't need to bring up anybody else, any other groups of women in order to have this conversation.
you really do not the fact that you're even <laughs> the fact that you're even trying to explain why you can't pursue women your age lets me know that you sought this girl out because she was young you got some fucking nerve to sit up at page six talking about women my age have baggage and are independent what do you what the fuck do you think a 40 year old woman would be you don't think she would be independent you don't think she would have lived and have experience no you prefer to go and find you an 18 year old who has no experience no life experience no work experience no nothing what the fuck it's weird as fuck it's weird as fuck i i hate it here don't bring other don't bring anybody else into your shit don't blame anybody for for your shit for your predatory behavior don't You wanted that girl because she was young. You wanted her because she was a child. And that is weird as fuck. Yeah, we can't get you on, oh, she's underage. No, she's not underage. Legally, she's not. Legally, you are allowed, right? But does that make it right? Or does, does that make it less weird and uncomfortable for the rest of us? Are we gonna be peeking behind the bushes? To make sure that this girl is okay. I hope she leaves. I'm going to be real honest with you. I know that's not the right thing to say. I know you're not supposed to get on any public platform. And talk about how you want someone else to leave their person. The person they're with. I don't usually do that. But I hope at some point. Like she's set free from this shit. Because I would imagine. If he sought her out because she was 18. She's probably only got about 10 to 15 years. Before he's ready to seek out another 18 year old. She's going to get too old for him at some point. Which is a, a, a sad fucking thing to think of. But come on. You have a problem with women who are your age. I can't help but think that. Women who are my age have baggage. No shit, don't you? And I'm not saying to walk around carrying shit. And, and that should be the prize to anyone. What I'm saying is, at what point do you not realize that a woman who is experienced is going to have a different perspective than a woman who has none. A woman who had a curfew <laughs> six months before you started dating her. I don't like, what the fuck? He's, he's a weird motherfucker. And he's a weird motherfucker. All right, let's get into, oh, the, here's, here's the other thing that I wanted to say before I get into some TV stuff. So LHRC is doing recaps of Succession. I'm not going to recap Succession here. Just know that I am watching Succession and I am enjoying Succession. And if you want to know my thoughts, if you want to know my predictions, you need to go to Let's Have a Real Conversation in order in order to get that. I do two podcasts, so... You know, I'm spreading out the love, but I will say 
this is a great fucking season. This is a great season. It's so good. The writing is impeccable. It is just, when I tell you that each episode I have watched, I have seen all five episodes so far, each episode has been thrilling. Do go and watch it. If you have not ever seen Succession, you should start from the beginning and get caught up um, so you can catch the final season now. And if you have been watching Succession, then you already know how they're giving it up. And I feel like this season is very, very comparable to season one. The only, the only difference I would say is it picks up very quickly, whereas Season one was a slow burn, but once it picked up, it was amazing. Um, but I am loving Succession this season. And I talk all about it with JD on Let's Have a Real Conversation. So please go check that out. I will not be divulging anything further here about my thoughts, but you can definitely catch that over there. Um, what I will talk about is some new stuff that's coming um, that I thought was really interesting. So I talked about A Reasonable Doubt last season. I gave my thoughts and predictions and um, I had a lot to say about the show. Um, and I just found out that Morris Chestnut, our fave, my fave, um, will be joining the cast of Reasonable Doubt. We know that Michael Ealy, if you've seen Reasonable Doubt, you would know that I won't give away everything, but I'll just say Michael Ealy uh, would not be returning to the show. Um, so this is a nice surprise to have Morris Chestnut on the screen. Morris Chestnut is working. And I say that all the time. Not only is he fine, but he is always working. Morris Chestnut is never without a job. And I love that for him. I really do. I love that for him. I can't wait to see who he is on the show. I'm thinking he's going to be more of... Michael Ealy was very much like a... Um, puppy dog turned villain on the show. And I would like to see Morris Chestnut be that soft teddy bear. You know, that soft place to land when everything else is going to shit. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be a love interest, but I'd imagine he might be. Um, I mean, he's a fine chocolate brother. Like what? <laughs> don't underutilize him on this show. I mean, give him a good, strong role, but also like, can somebody be sleeping with him, please? So we will see what happens. I'm not exactly sure when season two is supposed to drop, but obviously they have been renewed. I didn't realize that it wasn't renewed yet, um, but it just... Uh, got renewed and so that announcement and the Morris Chestnut announcement came at the same time so I'm really excited you know the show grew on me remember I didn't like it at first I was like mm, this is weird this is like a BET made for TV movie but then it got better so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm looking forward to that I need to I need to see that especially because Morris Chestnut is going to be there and y'all know okay y'all know how I feel about Morris Chestnut so <laughs> Definitely something I'm going to be tuning into. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, The Ultimatum. So The Ultimatum on Netflix um, was a show that was on, 
where they talked about uh, where it was a reality show, a dating show where couples went on. Um, and the whole idea of the show was that these couples would mingle with each other um, and they would be allowed to pursue someone, one of the individuals um, out, outside of their relationship for several weeks to see if they wanted to stay in their relationship and get married or leave their relationship, maybe leave on their own or leave with the person that they found a connection with. Um, so that was the concept of the show. It was really fascinating and really, <laughs> really, uh, I mean, it gave you reality show, uh, dating reality show vibes, right? So all of the things that you can think of, um, whatever love is blind makes you feel <laughs> ultimatum is right on par with that. So it turns out that ultimatum is coming back on May 24th, but this time it's ultimatum queer love. So they're incorporating, um, people who identify as queer. I think this is really interesting. I think this is going to be really cool. Um, we don't get to see enough of this uh, when it comes to these types of dating shows. So I'm excited for it. Um, listen, I feel like if the queer community is with it, I'm with it. Um, in a perfect world, I feel like we can integrate the show so it doesn't have to just single out um, one group of people. Uh, or one set of people who identify as something, but something or another, but here we are. So I'm excited to see it. It looks very blackity black. Actually, Strong Black Lead, they're the ones that posted it on Instagram. And I said, oh, okay, if Strong Black Lead is posting it, that means we gonna get some, we gonna get a lot of blackness. And I like that, y'all know, listen. Listen, okay? Now, I love me some white mess. We're going to get to love is blind in a minute. But I want to see the blacks date. I want to see us date. So this should be really interesting and really cool. Um, so I'll be tuning into that. I said that I was going to come on here and I was going to give like a full breakdown of love is blind. I did not know <laughs> when I said that, one, that I would be on hiatus for two weeks but also I did not know that things were going to take such a turn and escalate so quickly to the point where I lost track of everything so here's what I'll say about love is blind just to close it out because we've talked about it um the reunion happens where Netflix completely fucked up the live stream of the reunion um <laughs> People on the internet are hilarious and hated that moment. Um, I think the funniest part of that was you saw people tweet that, oh, oh, so this shit is not working. All right, let me go mosey on over to HBO and watch Succession now. I thought that was hilarious because I was like, that is totally me. I mean, I was out that night, so I didn't get a chance to even try to check out the live stream, which I'm kind of glad about. Uh, by the time I got home that night, though, it was up and it was ready to go. So I watched it. I watched the reunion. Um, I guess the first thing I'll address is the fact that people are petitioning for Nick and Vanessa Lachey to be removed from the show. They thought that they were terrible hosts. 
I'm gonna have to agree that they're not great hosts and I also feel like Vanessa is very biased and I think that you could be a little sassy and a little spicy as a host I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I also think that you have to be able to do it in a way where you're still um asking questions you're still you know allowing people to tell their side of the story and not just kind of jabbing at them and playing favorites which is what Vanessa Lachey did and Nick Lachey is just not interesting he doesn't really add anything like if he walked off stage I don't think anyone would notice that he wasn't there anymore um he's kind of like a bump on a log he occasionally makes comments but they're nothing meaningful enough for us to be like oh my gosh that was really profound or yeah totally agree with Nick Lachey on that no he can go um, but Vanessa, Vanessa's issue is that she's just, I don't know, like she really didn't get to the bottom of things and she was very biased. She clearly had her favorites. She clearly had her people that she liked and people that she didn't like. And that was very obvious. Now, I, I know that, you know, Nina Parker is probably extremely busy. But that is who I would want to host this, okay? Nina Parker is a reality show reunion host extraordinaire. She would get the job done. Give the job to Nina, hands down. I don't think there's anybody else that I would put on a list, the short list, to host this show. Although I am hearing that Cameron um, and Lauren from season one of Love is Blind, they were the first couple to get together on Love is Blind and they're still together today. Um, I heard that they they would probably be replacing Nick and Jessica. Nick and Jessica, whew. Nick has not been married to Jessica for many, many years. Nick and Vanessa. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I heard that they are being, um, they would possibly be contenders. I think a lot of people, I noticed a lot of people on TikTok talking about the fact that they would like to see them host. I don't want to see them host. I don't care. I don't care to see them host. Um, I would want somebody like Nina Parker. Like if you could get Nina Parker, but, or, or maybe Nina Parker is not available, but there's somebody like Nina, give that person to me. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think that is my best recommendation. Ooh, or somebody like Demetria Lucas, she would be amazing at that too. Like, you know, asking the tough questions, really thoughtful questions, but also being like sassy enough to like move things along and make it entertaining for the audience. Those are my two suggestions. Those are the two people I would throw in the ring. There is nobody else that I would want to see host a show like that. So nobody asked me, but that's what I think. In terms of the couples, I mean, some of them were pretty boring. Y'all know my fave. Tiffany and Brett, still my faves. They're still together. <laughs> they're going on couples trips they're doing all kinds of things they look like they really enjoy each other and they're really happy with one another and I love that for them I love you know y'all know I love black love I thought it was really beautiful I said "Ooh, I got all the warm fuzzies from Brett and Tiffany and I hope they continue to thrive um 
Jackie and Marshall, what a shit show. What a shit show. She ends up with Josh. It turns out that Josh also got engaged in the pods, but that didn't work out. And I guess now they have that girl's blessing. I just feel like Jackie handled this situation very poorly with the breakup with Marshall and with everything on social media after we all watched it. She acted a damn ass. Now, let me let me be clear about something. Marshall isn't 100% clean when it comes to this situation. Marshall said a lot of things that were red flags for me. Um, namely, when he told her that she was a project, I was like, well, what the fuck does that mean? And why? That's not why we get with people. Not because we think that they're a project that we could fix. Like, that's weird as fuck. Um, and yes, he had certain things about him that made him seem controlling. But I don't think he's nearly as terrible a person as Jackie. I'm just, I'm gonna call it what it is. Um, apparently, though, he has found love with someone else. I think someone from the pods, but I'm not totally sure. But he has a girlfriend now. And Jackie is with Josh. And they said they're not getting ready to get married. So, okay. That's cool. Um, who else is there? Bliss and the lawyer guy. I don't remember his name. They seem happy. They're a weird couple, but it's fine. Um, who else? That Irina bitch. I wish, I wish she hadn't been allowed to go to the reunion. Also, can we go back to Jackie and Josh for a second? Why the fuck did they get to film their reunion interview separately from everybody else? I don't really understand. Like, she's the person who went on the internet and made waves when she didn't like the fact that people were saying things about her and saying things about her story um, online. You have to understand that when you go on television... People are going to watch it and people are going to have opinions about it. And if you do some foul shit on television, people are going to talk about that as well. I didn't understand why they were given that opportunity. I feel like they should have sat there and had to deal with the, the discomfort of the reunion just like everybody else on the stage did. But whatever. Um, I'm missing a couple. The blonde girl who was Irina's friend. What was her name? Micah. Micah and uh, the curly hair boy. Anyway, they didn't work out. Whatever. Um, there's another couple that I... Kwame and Chelsea. That situation is weird too. When Kwame's been on the internet uh, fighting with the TikTok girls, which is weird. Also, Kwame... Apparently, it came out that, you know... He had issues with Jackie and the pods because he, you know, decided to test the women and tell them that even though he made a significant amount of money, he wanted to go 50-50 on bills just to see what women would say. And I guess Chelsea was the only one who said, oh, I'm an in independent woman. Um, I'll go 50-50 on the bills with you. Here's the thing, right? If we're going to talk about equity or what is equitable then we need to talk about the fact that if you're making a disproportionately larger amount of money than your significant other, the person you live with, the person you're marrying, the person you're going to be splitting expenses with, why would they be paying 50% of what what your of of what the expenses are? Now, if we decide that we are going to live 
way, way, way beneath our means, then maybe. But if you want to maintain your lifestyle with your six-figure job, with and he is the one who made the point to say, I make a significantly higher amount of money than the average person. Why would you want that person paying as much as you are if we're going to maintain the lifestyle that you have set up for yourself? It doesn't really make sense. And it's not an indication of I'm not pulling my weight. It's an indication of, hey, this is what I can afford and this is what you can afford. When we put that money together, how does that get divvied up? Anyway, <laughs> that shit really bothered me because I was like, but why, what is the point in testing women in that way and then coming around and saying, oh, well, when Chelsea has a baby, she doesn't have to work. Well, then what the fuck was the point in this conversation in the first place? Just so you can make sure that women are not out for your money? Some of y'all motherfuckers really think that that's all women do. Be out there gold digging. When, when one of y'all are not complaining about gold diggers, y'all like Marcus Houston talking about how you don't want women to be independent. It's... Like, there's some really weird shit going on out there. And I know there are good men. I know there are men who who will champion a woman who's doing well, who will make sure that he takes care of his woman if he knows that he has it and she doesn't. I know that there are men out there like that. So this is not directed at all men. This is directed at you motherfuckers who can't get it together. Anyway... <laughs> I think that's really all I have. Um, yeah, we'll have more next week. But that's what I have for this week. Um, there's no tweet of the week this week. But, you know, that's my fault because I didn't put one. So <laughs> um, I'll be back next week uh, with a lot more to say. Um, I know we've been it's been very TV heavy lately, but we'll be back on track next week. Um, yeah. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.